Good day, everybody. This is Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain Radio. After the rant, as always, comes the facts. This is what is known on the ground at the moment about the recent London terror attack. The sources, of course, will all be below. Quick rewind to a, I think, important date. March 22nd, the year before the recent attacks, 2016, a coordinated series of terrorist attacks at the Brussels airport and a nearby metro station killed 32 people and left more than 100 injured. The Islamic State claimed responsibility for the attacks. On March 22nd, 2017, at approximately 2.40 p.m., a suspect driving a Hyundai i-40 crossed Westminster Bridge in London, England, plowed into and through a crowd of pedestrians near the Houses of Parliament. The, quote, middle-aged and Asian end quote, attacker then entered the grounds of Parliament where the suspect fatally stabbed an unarmed police officer before being shot multiple times by armed guards. Huh. Seems to be a little bit of a difference of a response between those with guns and those without guns. Everyone's saying today what a great guy he was. I'm sure he was a great guy. Uh, 15 years in the police force, ex-military, wasn't enough. You know, if he's a great guy, then he's surely worthy of protection. Then maybe you want to think about arming your police officers. But you see, that would signal a change in policy. And then people will say, gosh, I wonder what's changed that now we need to arm our police officers. And I think, I think England is getting ready for that conversation. But I'm not sure it's quite ready yet. Anything we can do to move that conversation forward, I'm very, very keen on. The attacker was taken from the scene to the hospital, but was later pronounced dead. According to witness Jane Wilkinson, we were taking photos of Big Ben and we saw all the people running towards us. And then there was an Asian guy in, in about his 40s carrying a knife about seven or eight inches long. Witness David Turner said, there was a stampede of people running out. You saw the people and you thought, what the hell is going on? Witness Steve Vogue said, I saw a trainer. That's a shoe. I saw a trainer lying in the road and when I looked more closely, I saw that there was a couple of bodies on the other side of the road. When I looked over the side, there was another body lying in the water with blood all around it. Journalist Kevin Schofield said, We heard a very loud bang outside the press gallery. We, we, we heard lots of shouting. There were men running around. Then I looked to my left and someone rushed through the gates at Westminster and attacked a policeman. Another policeman came and rescued him, and the man who assaulted him got up and appeared to be carrying a knife. We heard lots of gunfire, five or six rounds. Witness Pat McCormack. I saw him stabbing the officer in the back of the head and the back of the neck. He was running away, but then he collapsed. Reports indicate that four People are dead, including police officer Keith Palmer, a female school teacher, one U.S. tourist, and the terrorist, while 29 were injured and seven remain in critical condition. The female school, te school teacher was actually coming to pick up her children from school. The U.S. tourist was a man who had come to London to celebrate his 25th wedding anniversary. No, 26th. Among those injured are 12 Britons, three French schoolchildren from Lucie Saint-Joseph in Concarneau, 
who were visiting the country on an educational class trip. Guess they learned something about diversity. Tragically, I hope to God above that France will learn something about this in the upcoming elections. Let them not have died in vain. There were two Romanians, four South Koreans, one German, one Chinese, one Irish, one Italian, one American, and two Greeks. I guess diversity is a strength when it comes to targeting. Now, this, of course, neither the first nor the last vehicular attack to be perpetrated in this way. Uh, the use of a vehicle as a weapon is certainly consistent with the instructions recently uh, promoted by the Islamic State. Because, you know, it's wonderful um, that white people invent all of this wonderful technology, which is then used to kill people from all around the world. And uh, that's really, I think, been the point of it all. Because in August 2016, 86 people were killed when a truck plowed through a crowd in Nice, France on Bastille Day. November 2016, 11 people injured when a Somali immigrant drove a car through a crowd of students at Ohio State University and then began slashing people with a butcher knife, similar to this attack, of course, car plus a knife. In, De in December 2016, 12 people were killed when a truck plowed through a Christmas market in Berlin, Germany. Germany. And this very day, the day after, March 23rd, 2017, Belgian police arrested a man after he tried to drive into a crowd at high speed in a shopping area in the port city of Antwerp. His car also was full of weapons. It has been reported that Prime Minister Theresa May was only 40 yards away from the scene of the crime, voting after Prime Minister's questions, but was quickly whisked away by her security detail. See, don't worry, everyone, she gets a security detail, which means that you're perfectly safe as well. It has been speculated that May's presence could have been the impetus for the attack. Naturally, feminists around the world launched into intense vitriol against the member of a patriarchal ideology that was attacking a female political leader. Except they didn't, did they? Why not? Because they're useful eggs for globalism. Conservative women, you see, pretty much expendable in the march to bigger and more powerful governments. The Metropolitan Police said, we are treating this as a terrorist incident until we know otherwise. Metropolitan Police Assistant Commissioner Mark Rowley said, This is a day we planned for, but we hoped would never happen. Sadly, it is now a reality. The Islamic State has claimed responsibility for the attack. Naturally, of course, everyone goes on a massive hashtag campaign, sometimes even saying, pray for London, changing the flags on their profile pictures and refusing to have any kind of real conversation about anything until it happens again, in which case the same cycle of avoidance and misrepresentation and attacks on anyone who brings up anything real will commence again. Prime Minister Theresa May, March 22, 2017, said, The location of this attack was no accident. The terrorists chose to strike at the heart of our capital city, where people of all nationalities, religions, and cultures come together to celebrate the values of liberty, democracy, and freedom of speech. Because, you know, just saying stuff makes it true. Sure, everyone is equally devoted in England to the concept of freedom of speech, which is why nobody ever talks about blasphemy laws or, or attacking people for insulting their religion or wanting to restrict people's criticisms of their religious edicts. Everyone's totally and completely dedicated to freedom of speech. And I can click my heels three times and go to Kansas. 
She went on to say, The values our Parliament represents, democracy, freedom, human rights, the rule of law, command the admiration and respect of free people everywhere. That is why it is a target for those who reject those values. Right. See, here's the thing. When you bring immigrants in and you pay them huge amounts of welfare and benefits and bonuses and give them free health care and free education for their kids and so on, you don't actually know if they're there for your values, Teresa, or whether they're there for the money. You know, if you pay a woman to kiss you, you don't really know if she loves you. In fact, you're pretty sure she doesn't. So saying that everyone's congregated in England because of a love for English values. Well, why don't you test that? You know, Cut off welfare for immigrants and just see how much they love British values. It's really, really important. If you think your friends are your friends, stop buying them everything all the time and see if they're really your friends. Just a thought, because I think we all like empirical evidence when it comes to establishing the truth or falsehood of a very important proposition. London Mayor Sadiq Khan, March 23rd, 2017, he said, We must never accept terrorists being successful. We must never accept that terrorists can destroy our life or destroy the way we lead our lives. We must never accept politicians not being accessible to the public. We must never accept a situation where people try to divide Christians, Jews, Muslims, Sikhs, Hindus from each other, of those who are not members of organized faiths. We must never accept a situation where people can incite hatred against people because of the faith they belong to. Right, so... Don't, don't get upset with, with Islam. Straight to that narrative. There, there are some changes in behavior. Of course, the whole point of terrorism is to get you to change your behavior. We'll never change our behavior, really. Lots of armed guards around parliament. You've got uh, barricades between the politicians and the street. Not going to let it change your behavior at all, right? Never going to allow it to impinge upon freedom of speech, the right to speak your mind, the right to criticize ideologies all the way across the political and religious spectrum, never going to change your behavior at all. Never. Well, one thing that, that is notable about London, um, I still remain able to be shocked by this information. Do you know that since 2011, there have been 1,500 acid attacks in London? Just since 2011. Now, a third of those were in 2016 alone, which was up 250% from 2015. Now, an acid attack is when someone takes usually sulfuric acid, sprays it in your face, thus disfiguring you for life. 1,500 acid attacks in London since 2011, a third of them just last year. Well, some behavior seems to be changing. Sadiq Khan went on to say, When you think about why terrorists want to attack London, it's because they hate the fact that we don't simply tolerate each other, whether you are Christian, Muslim, Jew, Hindu, Sikh, Buddhist, member of an organized faith or not. We respect, embrace, and celebrate each other. And that's going to carry on. You know, in England, almost a quarter of Muslims wants Sharia law. Not noted for its tolerance of other belief systems. So, again... If wishes were horses, beggars would ride. London Mayor Sadiq Khan on the New York terrorist attacks in September 2016. It's part and parcel of living in a great global city. Is You need to be prepared for these things. You've got to be vigilant. You've got to support the police. They do an incredibly hard job. You've got to support the security services. And I think speculating when you don't know the facts is unwise. Yeah, I mean, it's true. The police do have a particularly hard job. That job has gotten measurably harder 
uh, since Tony Blair decided to open up England, England to third world immigration uh, or accelerate it in 1997. There are ways to make it easier, but that requires changing your policy decisions. So rather than just say support them in the difficult job, how about you make their job a little bit easier, you know, maybe arm them, uh, maybe um, change immigration policies uh, until things uh, cool down and, and the supposed integration, which is supposed to magically occur, comes to pass or it doesn't. Um, you know, first thing when you're in the hole, stop digging. And of course, great global city. Do you know the largest city in the world? Tokyo, Yokohama, um, almost 38 million people. There's more people living in that city and that region than in, in all of Canada. And uh, number of recent Islamic attacks, that would be a big giant bagel. A goose egg, zero bupkis, nothing. So it's not just the giant city. Um, it's not just the giant city. There seems to be some other factor involved. But who knows? Who knows which Sherlock Holmes could finally figure out what that might be? I leave it to you in the comments below to enlighten the world. Sadiq Khan said, It is a reality that I'm afraid that London, New York, other major cities around the world have got to be prepared for these sorts of things. That means being vigilant, having a police force that is in touch with communities. It means the security services being ready, but it also means exchanging ideas and best practice. It's all about playing whack-a-mole. It's all about trying to manage the symptoms and never looking at the causes. In 2009, Sadiq Khan was asked why the United Kingdom government focused its counter-extremist strategy on working with moderate Muslim groups. He said, I wish we only spoke to people who agree with us. I can tell you that I've spent the last months in this job speaking to all sorts of people, not just leaders, not just organizations, but ordinary rank-and-file citizens of Muslim faith. And that's what good government is about. It's about engaging with all stakeholders. You can talk about articles in the newspapers about what an organization might get, but the point is you can't just pick and choose who you speak to. You can't just speak to Uncle Tom's. That is a very insulting phrase. If you call a black person in America an Uncle Tom's, it's very, very insulting. Is he referring to moderate Muslims as Uncle Tom's? I leave you to plumb the labyrinth and depths of that mind. Responding to the above resurfaced quotes, Donald Trump Jr. retweeted, You have got to be kidding me. Ah, if only the world was. Labour leader... <laughs> Just struck me as kind of funny that you've got a, a leftist party called Labour which seems to be dedicated to getting as many people to not work as humanly possible. But anyway, Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn said March 23rd, 2017, What happened yesterday was an appalling atrocity. Today we are united by our humanity, by our democratic values, and by that human impulse for solidarity to stand together in times of darkness and adversity. It behooves us all not to rush to judgment, but to wait for the police to establish the facts. We must stay united in our communities and not to allow fear or the voices of hatred to divide or cower us. It is by demonstrating our values of solidarity, community, humanity, and love that we will defeat the poison and division of hatred. Yeah, I wonder how much or how many people or injuries this supposed love will restore. Prime Minister Theresa May has reported that the terrorist was British-born, was known by security forces, had been previously investigated, quote, in relations to concerns about violent extremism, and that the working assumption is that he was, quote, inspired by Islamist 
ideology. Well, those are some very, very delicate syllables. Theresa May, March 23rd, 2017, said, His identity is known to the police in MI5, and when operational considerations allow, he will be publicly identified. What I can confirm is that the man was British-born and that, some years ago, he was once investigated by MI5 in relation to concerns about violent extremism. He was a peripheral figure. The case is historic. He was not part of the current intelligence picture. There was no prior intelligence of his intent or the plot. Now, there was some confusion about who this was, Channel 4 and The Independent, had claimed to be able to identify the suspect and broadcast the name and occupation, but it was later revealed that the individual that they named was currently in jail and the reports were withdrawn. Now, the attacker here was known, but he was not among the 3,000 people in England on MI5's list of individuals who they regard as potentially capable of committing an act of domestic terrorism. So, they have a net of 3,000 people they think are capable of committing an act of domestic terrorism. He wasn't one of them. So, let's say each of these 3,000 people decide to do an attack every day. That's going to be years and years and years and years of constant attacks. And the fact that he was British-born? Second-generation immigrants from foreign cultures are often more radicalized than first-generation immigrants. It's called regression to the mean. Prime Minister Theresa May, March 23, 2017, said, Yesterday, an act of terrorism tried to silence our democracy, but today we meet as normal. We are not afraid, and our resolve will never waver in the face of terrorism. So, just to translate that, what that means is there won't be any changes in policy whatsoever because of this latest in an escalating series of terrorist attacks. You know, to not notice an imminent danger, to to go on as normal, is not the definition of sanity. You're walking down the street, a giant bus that's out of control comes careening down towards you. You're like, I am going to resolve to continue to cross this street as if there is no big giant bus out of control careening down about to wipe me into a small, morally perfect stain on the sidewalk. I will change nothing. You wake up, you got some weird giant lump with bristles and another eyeball growing out of your eyeball. Well, I'm going to continue on with my day. I'm not going to go and see a doctor because I remain unwavering in my commitment that nothing is wrong. (laughs) This is not healthy. This is not healthy. You can make other choices than ignoring the problem or exacerbating the problem or completely bowing down to the problem. You can actually try and solve the problem. Just a thought. You could do your jobs to protect the citizens that you extract their taxes from against their will for the supposed job of protecting them. There are other things that you can do with this idea. We are going to go about as normal no matter what. Yeah, say that to Swedish women who are afraid to leave their houses. Say that to German women who are afraid to congregate in public places. It works so they wouldn't do it. Don't pretend it's not. Solve the problem. She said, We meet here in the oldest of all parliaments because we know democracy and the values it entails will also prevail. A terrorist came to the place where people of nationalities and cultures celebrate what it means to be free. This was an attack on free people everywhere. (laughs) Well, uh, the guy who was stabbed in the head and the back of the neck wasn't free to carry a gun, now was he? She said, The greatest response lies not in the words of politicians, 
but in the everyday actions of ordinary people. For beyond these walls today, in scenes repeated in towns and cities across the country, millions of people are going about their days and getting on with their lives. The streets are as busy as ever, the office is full, the coffee shops and cafes bustling. As I speak, millions will be boarding planes and airplanes to travel to London and to see for themselves the greatest city on earth. No, this is not true. Um, your tourism industry is going to be damaged, just as Paris's was, just as Germany's is. I mean, people aren't stupid. You can tell them to ignore a basic reality and a dangerous existence in the world. You can tell them if you want. But people don't live in the flowery, self-congratulatory, delusional phrases of politicians. They live in the real world. She said, It is in these actions, millions of acts of normality that we find the best responses to terrorism, a response that denies our enemies their victory, that refuses to let them win, that shows we will never give in, a response driven by that same spirit that drove a husband and father to put himself between us and our attacker and to pay the ultimate price, a response that says to the men and women who propagate this hate and evil, you will not defeat us. Mr. Speaker, let this be the message from this house and this nation today. Our values will prevail. Right. So just go go about as if it's normal, right? So the wife of the American guy who was there in London to celebrate his 25th anniversary, what you need to do, get a hand puppet, you see? Pretend your husband is still alive and just have a chat with him and a hand puppet while you giggle at your coffee in the morning. Hey, hey, I got a great idea. How about the two children that the mom was going to pick up after school when she got murdered? Just get a blow-up doll. Pretend that's your mom. Just go on about your day like nothing happened. The wife of the policeman. Just put his hat on a stick and pretend like nothing happened. Just go on about your day. They won't defeat us. Nothing should change. Madness. And they say he acted alone. But they won't release his name for operational concerns. Why? If he acted alone... Why not release his name? Why have you done a lot of raids and arrested eight people, England? Why, British police force, have you arrested eight people if he acted alone? Nigel Farage said, We've made some terrible mistakes in this country. And it really started with the election of Tony Blair back in 1997, who said he wanted to build a multicultural Britain. His government even said they sent out search parties to find immigrants from all over the world to come into Britain. Do you know what? I don't think we vetted a single one of them. The problem with multiculturalism, he said, is that it leads to divided communities. It's quite different to multiracialism. That's fine. That can work very happily and extremely well. I'd like to know where, Nigel, but let's just go on. But we've finished up with very divided communities. I'm sorry to say that we have now a fifth column living inside these European countries. Surely an American audience seeing this horrendous thing happening in Westminster should start to say to itself that when Donald Trump tries to put in place vetting measures, he is doing it to protect your country. He said, frankly... All those people out protesting in Fifth Avenue in New York and elsewhere need to have a good, long, hard think about what they're doing. Frankly, if you open your door to uncontrolled immigration from Middle Eastern countries, you are inviting in terrorism. I do actually think 
that the moment has come for us to actually point the blame. What these politicians have done in the space of just 15 years may well affect the way we live in this country over the next 100 years. End quote. Actually, it's more than a hundred years. Birth rates are a reality. Math is inexorable and demographics are destiny. And just as I recorded this, the armed terrorist in Belgium who tried to drive a car into a crowd full of shoppers has been named as Mohammed R. Don't worry, we can solve this all with driverless cars and that way only the CIA can tell you where to go. I leave you with this thought from Turkish President Erdogan who said very shortly before the attack on the British Parliament. And I think we should start listening. This is not in code. This doesn't require you to learn ancient Aramaic and arrange the innards of a goat in some particularly spectacular way. We should really start listening to people. Everyone tells you everything you need to know. All you have to do is prick up your ears. Turkish President Erdogan said, If you continue to behave like this, not a single European, not a single Westerner will be able to take a step on the road safely anytime in the world. Are you listening?